Right. Tell me a little bit about Resident Evil. What do you need to know about Resident, Resident Evil? is the worst game ever. How dare you, sir? How very dare you? That works. If I had a monocle, I'd throw it across the room in your direction. I'd rather shove Olbass oil in my eye than play another Resident Evil. Well, joke's on you. There's some more Olbass oil downstairs. <laughs> That's the intro to the episode. Waffling Tailors Podcast. Hey! It is another episode of the Waffling Tailors Podcast. I am here, it is Caprogman, and with me is Squidgy. Say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. And joining us this time is Chief. Hi. Chief's problems. He sounds uh, really enthused. He he, he had had a sexy wiggle thing going on with his foot. Do it again. Do it again. You can't see that, but he's he's wiggling his foot very... There are people who will be able to hear it. Yeah, people can hear him wiggling his foot. It's very seductive-like. It's a very seductive wiggle. Yeah, very seductive wiggle. There it, there it is. There it is. Check again. it out. Check yeah. it out. One more time. Well, this is, you know, there's a knee injury here, so. I'm not yeah, no, but it's your foot. You're wiggling. No, but yeah. fantastic. Right. So, um, all manner of wolfage up in here. Yes. So, if you've managed to find this podcast without fi- figuring out who we are or what we do, we are the Waffle Tailors. That is uh, Kaprogman. That's me and Squidgy over there. He's raised his fist so as you could see who he was. But well, I did the, the, the rock. Fingers. Yeah, but you also forgot it's an audio podcast. So no, I almost... Yeah, he didn't forget. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, we are the Waffle Tellers. <laughs> we sit and we talk about video games. We That's kind of what we do. Um, we write about video games as well, occasionally. Um, we also mm. have uh, with us Chief, who is a long-time friend. Yes. Yes. And uh, I've come to discuss things... Plot points. ...about games... Now, I don't know what that might be. I but, think... But these guys will, will direct this. Hopefully, so. you'll figure out that you've come to the right place to discuss games. Like, if yes. you wanted to discuss pharmaceuticals, wrong place in time. Wrong place. Unless wrong we're on about Resident yes. Evil. Yes. Unless, of course, it is about Resident Evil. Or any, like, Dr. Mario, or something like that. Speaking of which, just really quick tangent. You, you don't have to quick tangent. That's what we do. Any, I'll, I'll, I'll announce it anyway. Do you, remember, do you remember a while ago, I got a game called Chaos Break? Yes. And it was like Resident Evil where you could place two separate characters trying to infiltrate a place. And according to the internet, it didn't exist. Yes. When I went to the retro fair, I saw it. It was very expensive. Mm-hmm. I was tempted, but it was it's not that good of a game. Well, I said not that good of a game. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Because the controls were a bit weird. But it actually exists. I thought it was a figment of my imagination. I, I'm I'm glad to finally put that rumour to rest that mm. the, that game is not a figment of your imagination. The only problem now is figuring out that I'm a figment of your imagination. So I don't know how we're going to prove that. I, 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 I don't think that no, metaphysical it's debate it's really needs to be discussed. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> chief, chief is the figment of my imagination. Is it group hallucination like all guests we have? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that would be an issue. But, Apart from um, Russell, he's still in the dungeon. Yes. I'll let him out, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel again, you know, it's been a long time since I've been back on, but I feel again that your intro has gone. It hasn't. A long time, you know. It I, hasn't. I, 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 the, the intro we did with G was a long one. Yeah. yeah where no. he kept, you know, screaming for help. You know, if I was, listening, if, if, if I was listening to a podcast and this, the intro went on this long, I mean, I'd probably go. I'd you probably did last just... time, anyway. <laughs> You're here for four minutes and you start off again. I'd, I'd probably well, leave did. it. So, I think I know this is not my podcast, but I think <laughs> you should do the intro now and make me feel better about the thing. <laughs> so, you, you want a second intro? Should we do a second intro? Well, let's, no, no. no let's, let's... let's do a second intro, but we'll leave everything else in. So, welcome yeah. again to the Waffling Tailors podcast. Uh, with this with is... your host, Chief. Yes, <laughs> welcome That's to the it. Chief Podcast with our host. <laughs> well, it's not a Chief. <laughs> you wanted it. Well, well, shall, shall I just do it? I'll do the intro this time. I, mean, we, 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 I think we should just let him do the entire podcast. Let's just sit back and relax. <laughs> That's well, what I'm going to do. Well, okay. yeah. well and this is just my suggestion, because I thought it would, it would, relaxed, go, on, it would, go, hey. it would go on too far. And um, for, it, it's, I think it's one of my little OCD things that when I don't hear the... 
the intro and then it moves on because I can't tell when it's the podcast and when it's the intro. What? No, no, you do the intro again. You do hang, the hang intro. On, again. Wait, that's, no, that's no, fine. Wait, wait a second. Like We're recording the podcast now. He, yeah. he can, hang on. I, I, I like the fine boundaries. Yeah. What, what does the music sound like? Can we just hum it to make him feel better? Do 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 waffle tillers do 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 is that any better? Uh, welcome to the Waffling Tillers podcast. Welcome to the Chief Podcast. Welcome to the podcast about podcasts. <laughs> welcome to the podcast intro podcast where we talk about intros to pod- podcasts. Yeah. No, that's not right. I feel I feel this has turned into How a many walls did we just do break? an intro in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How many walls did we just break? Uh it was at least two fourth walls, so that's an eighth wall, I guess. I, I but, think into the sixteenth dimension. Yeah. Anyway, right. So, right for the people who are new to the podcast and have listened for the last five minutes, this is um, still the intro. <laughs> this is still the intro. I'm not going to splice the music in just yet, or maybe I did. I don't know. Well, that's for future me to worry about when yeah. I come to edit it together. But uh, so, for the people who have just discovered this podcast. Where have you been? A, yeah, yes, exactly. Basically. <laughs> um, we, uh, we are the Waffly Tellers, that's Squidgy and myself. We talk about video games a lot anyway, and uh, so we've put out this podcast just of us discussing video games, what we've recently played, games we might be looking forward to. Games, games we've played in the past. Yeah, whatever comes up. It's a bit... It, we chose the word waffle because of uh, it's a British slang. It means to talk incessantly without a point, and that's kind of what we do. Um, occasionally, we bring on a couple of our friends... Uh, we've had a few of our friends on recently. We've had the B. We've had who else? We have a G. We had um, Red Major White Mage. Yes, we've had Red Major White Mage. We've, we've got a special guest in the works. We've got. Um, I want to say no, no, no. Uh, I want to say we've got Jay Z coming, but oh, well, I like Jay Z. Not un- unaffiliated Jay Z. Yeah, the unaff- unaffiliated Jay Z. That that's the sound. That's the that's the name of an album. Man. Unaffiliated. No, no, that's, that's... sponsored by Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> That can be his. That can be his call sign in the episode. If you want unaffiliated Jay Z, that way he's he's the unaffiliated. He's not affiliated with the the rapper, the the R and B rapper star Jay Z. He's different Jay Z. Anyway, so we've got some people lined up. We've got Chief with us. He was with us for the very first episode. If you haven't heard, go back. We're going to put a little bit of a spoiler break in here. Glad that you've gone back and listened to that that zeroth episode um, yeah. where we talked about all of those games. And Chief hasn't been on since then. And, and this is be, what be, ten, because... eleven episodes later. So welcome back, Chief. Hi, and pleasure you, to be back. You you, you didn't notice yeah. this, but because you were there at like day zero, yes. we decided not to smuggle you in through the dungeons. Okay. You came in through the front door. Yeah, ah, no one else has had that pleasure. You've come in through the VIP entrance. Ah, it's well, yeah, the front door basically. That's Everyone great. else who had to smuggle through the dungeons. G is still suffering from the effects of that. Which reminds me ever so slightly, completely unrelated. I was reading a um, a text interview on like the. 60th or no it can't be the 60th but the the recent anniversary for MASH which anyone who knows me in real life will know that that's my favourite sitcom ever um, and how oh, yeah. they tried to get around the censors mm. so obviously the oper- operating room scenes were big problems for the censors because they've got blood and stuff all over the floor yeah. and all of it right but the dialogue was also a way to try and get around the censors um, in the so like they would use the phrase bastard and stuff like that and you're only allowed so many bastards per episode or whatever Yes, um, that's how a limit just there. Yeah, exactly. We're only allowed to. We can't say that word anymore. Can't we? Bastards. Oh, no, no. I've got to tag it as illiterate. Illiterate? <laughs> yeah, tag it as a... Actually, tag it as illiterate. <laughs> Welcome to the illiterate podcast. Where, where we talk good English goodly. Where, yeah, where a frog man can't am English all the times. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, so I was I reading... think it's degenerated again. Yes. <laughs> Who are you anyway, calling a degenerate? <laughs> I was reading this. It's, I'm going to put all this effort in, and somebody's going to listen to all of this, and it's not even going to be worth the payoff. But I was listening. It's was... definitely a lot. I'll fall payoff. over. I'll fall over. <laughs> I, I'd rather you didn't, but okay. Um, so in in Mash, to get around the censors, they used to like change some of the words around <laughs> before me. they gave the script to the to the the person from the from the network. The script man. Yeah, the script, and then they would give. They would give notes on the date, just change the word ever so slightly to this. And then one of them was, um, there's a character called Klinger, and he, he brings someone into the cab and he says, um, right away, your VIPness, which is written down as VIPness. <laughs> <laughs> but that one slipped straight past the sensor. They didn't even see it. 
Well, yeah, I mean, people that like do sensors and proofreads and stuff. There was that. There was the famous case of um, was it Goodwill Hunting? Is it? I don't know. Well, it was. It was Matt. I'm, I might be wrong, but it was a film with Matt Damon and Ben mm. Affleck in. Yeah, the person mm. who wrote the script, just to see who noticed, put in a same-sex sex scene, right? Mm-hmm. And it got all the way to I think it was two weeks before filming, going past six different people before someone said, "Is that really needed?" Scriptwriter, it got all the way there because obviously it was either skimmed or going, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, so not many people take notice, not even in big Hollywood land where the glitterati went. Mm. So the Sega Saturn turned 23 recently. It certainly did. Um, and that is that is absolutely amazing. Um, My childhood crush. I know you've mm. got I know you've got some things to say about the Sega Saturn, mm. Squidgy, but I just wanted to lead this, right, with a little shout-out to the Arcade Attack podcast, because they very recently... Dude. Uh, it, was, it was like two or three weeks prior to when we're recording now. So we're recording on Sunday the 13th of May. I have no idea when it'll go out. Spoiler. But, um, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> oh, no. It's in the past. Because some podcasts... Or is it? Because some podcasts aren't live. The great podcast time machine wibbly-wobbliness. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Oh, no. That'll destroy the whole idea. We don't want people to know we've got a time cast, a time cast pop machine. Time cast pop machine. <laughs> <laughs> I do wear it's goodly. <laughs> Welcome to Waffling Taylor's... The, the Waffling Taylor podcast, episode 10. What was it? Time cast pod machine. I like it. The time cast pod machine. Anyway, yeah. So. May or may not include good English. Yes. Barry's <laughs> not included. <laughs> not a flying toy. <laughs> do not, so, do not ingest. Yes. So, I just wanted to make a shout out to the Arcade Attack podcast because they recently put out an episode all about the Sega Saturn which came out about a week or two before the, the, the birthday of the, the the Sega Saturn. So take a moment, go check out their episode on that. They do a huge, brilliant teardown of the history and the technology inside of it and why it failed as badly as it did. And the fact that, did you know this, Squidgy? It was a 2D... It was Sorry, it was designed from the ground up to do 2D games only. So like the fact that they did, they managed to get 3D games out of it, like Nights into Dreams, like... Uh, Excuse me, like um, Panzer Dragoon, like uh, Burning Rangers, like Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah. So you're telling me that the Sega Saturn was originally souped-up SNES? No. With with optional in access? Well, not really. But, th- th- but like, from a hardware level, it was originally designed as a 2D machine. But to find out more about that, go have a listen to the Arcade Attack podcast, because they're blooming ace people. You should totally have a listen to that. Go have a listen to that episode. I'll have a link in the show notes. But now I'm going to hand it over to... Hang on, hang on, before you do that, just really quickly. Arcade Attack Boys, you rock! Yes! You've heard it here first, folks. It's it's, it's the truth. It's official. It's official now. It's it's down down on paper. Metaphorical paper. It's not just... You know how, like, when people get into relationships to make it Facebook official? This is Squidgy official. No, it's Squidgy approved. Squidgy approved. I like fake, it. Fake Facebook, fake book official. Fake book officialness. Fake, fake book officialness. Yes. Squidgy approved. I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop talking for a minute and I'm going to let Squidgy and. Welcome Chief. back to the Chief Podcast. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back in the room. Uh, let Squidgy and Chief have a chat about the Sega Saturn if they want to. I might chime in a little bit. Let's see where this goes then. What do you reckon? Squidgy. This, a, this, this is the most uh, intense stare uh, down ever. Well, I feel like we're in a, like a Wild West and we're just going to start shooting. So, right. to, to be fair, I, I, I was not aware of the, the, the did you say the 23rd? Anniversary of the Sega Saturn. I, I wasn't aware of it. Could, well, I, I didn't have one. but Which means next year it'll be the 23rd for the PlayStation? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so little tidbit, little spoiler for whatever Squidge is about to talk about. The uh, Sega Saturn came out before the PlayStation. Um, g- g- again, there's a brilliant story about how and why and all that kind of stuff. Go over and listen to the Arcade Attack podcast. I can fill in some details, but yeah, I'll fill in details if Squidgy wants me to during his... Again, I, I only know so much. I mean, I, I, I think it's a... It's a massively unsung hero of consoles. Um... It's it's kind of like it's kind of like the GameCube. I yeah. I see it as uh, the Saturn was the connoisseur. It was people loved it, but it wasn't loved by the masses. 
but the people that did love it really loved it, and I was one of them. I didn't get it on launch. Um, I got it later on. We, we, I mean, I, I got a Saturn. You got, you got the PS1, didn't you? Mm-hmm. At certain points, and each each one had different like strengths, different games, and whatever. Yeah, I mean, with the with the the PS1, you, oh, sorry, the PSX, the chunky one. We never had the small mm-hmm. one. You, we had things like uh, demo discs, so you'd play like Agent Armstrong or Pandemonium Two. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, smile on your face. Or you play Ninja, and is it Enter Darkness? Remember that. Yeah, yeah. You beat the crap out of massive crabs, bare-fisted. Yeah. And you'd have, like, a one level of Tenchu, or when we got, I can't remember what game it was, but we got the demo for Resi 2, and you got all the way to the communicate the star's office, and then Ada shot you. But we didn't know where it was. It was just the, in the red dress. I won't yeah. say the words. Yeah. But she shot you. The the phrase from Resi 4 is the bitch in the red dress. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right? And the camera would pan up, and you'd see, like, a legs escape, and then it'd get to a face, and it'd go to the black. Mm. And we just came that demo and then we got the main game it was mainly different a lot different yeah. um, but this was the same console that I got a steering wheel for and we played Virtual Fighter 2 yes yes, yes. with a steering wheel and a pad and somehow the programman beat me with a so steering wheel I just want to mm. shout out to again I've called them out a lot but the the dudes at the Arcade Attack podcast if you have a steering wheel and you have because I know at least one of them has the same Saturn if you have a Saturn and a steering wheel and Virtual Fighter, do it, because it's mad. <laughs> you have to turn the steering wheel to fight with, <laughs> instead of using left and right. And you use, so the steering wheel had the paddles, like they had yes. on the F1 cars. Uh-huh. You use the paddles to jump or duck. Yes. And then you use the buttons on the, on the, because they had the buttons on the controller. Uh, on the front so you, you see, an essentially play a fighting game with a steering wheel. Yeah. You, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, mad. It, it is a, you know, I prefer people to use conventional controllers. <laughs> it's only because it's an experience and it's really quite silly. Here it is, Squidgy. I just remembered, it's been a while since I've dug the sat now. Yes. I've either got a steering wheel or I've had, it's either a steering wheel, 3D pad, which I was never fond of because I had an analog stick. I think I might have an arcade stick with it. Fab. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'm a massive fan of arcade sticks. How about we dig it out one weekend and have a look? And if we have got it, we could write a blog post about it. Maybe bring it up on the, the podcast episode we record afterwards. After, mm. you know. Pretty sure yeah. I've got one of them. One of them three. I'm going to try and track down the arcade stick for it. Okay. Because I imagine playing Ben and Rangers on an arcade stick is an experience. I'll get into Ben and Rangers in a second. This has come from the same guy who played Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, and Silent Hill. And halfway through Parasite Eve 2 on PS3 Classics. Mm. PS1 Recently. Classics on the PS3. Yeah. Using a, a professional grade arcade stick. And that was an experience. Yeah, so I just want to point out that, yes, Squidgy has played those games on the PS3 with the arcade stick. But that was a recent thing. He, mm. You know, you originally played all those games on the PlayStation, right? Oh, yeah. I, um, I didn't get... I didn't mention Silent Hill, did I? I didn't get Silent Hill to way later. Um, oh, that's fine. Yeah, but I, I did play that. I, I, I haven't actually completed Parasite Two. My copy crashed. Mm. So a question I will put to <laughs> Chief is: Chief, did mm. you ever play any Sega Saturn games? I didn't because I didn't own one. I'm and about I, to I, blow your mind. Yeah, and then <laughs> and I don't think I knew anyone that owned one at the time. Um, well, so you do now, spoiler alert. It was a. It was a the, the, was it the first one that started using CDs? Am I right about that? Or uh, there have was I made the that Philips up? CDI, which came out uh, a lot earlier. And then, yeah. And then yeah. there was the uh, Sega Mega Drive CD, the Mega CD. Oh, so no is the answer to that, yeah. to that question. Well, you had, the, you had the Mega Drive CD and then the um, the Jaguar had a, a CD. Yeah, attached and it was like it. the PC Engine that used CDs yeah. as well. So it, it might have been the first sort of majorly popular it's one like in the West. Mm, maybe so, yeah. Yeah, I guess. D- it did have Command and Conquer on it, didn't it? it? Did. That's yeah. the only, that's, that is the only version of Command and Conquer I can play is on the Saturn. It's it the only version I can play. I mean, mm. I used to love that game, but um, but again, I've got to play building in progress. This is a GDI yeah. disc. If you want to play the knob disc, smash it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I never played the knob disc. It was in pieces on the floor. I could have oh. played one. I've, I still haven't played the knob yet. Well, that's because you didn't Sticker. follow the instructions. I you smashed it on my face. face. Yeah, I did. So it would be in pieces on your face. Not in the console. <laughs> Not in ah. the console. You see, there you go, you see. Right. That's why you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Am I a 
So are we basically saying that the the, the, the Saturn was God? The no, Saturn sorry. was. <laughs> so why did it fail? And you know, the the, the so, people seem to have. So there was a lot. Of, there were a lot of like hardware reasons. Like I said, it was mainly a two D game, but two um, D games console. Part of the problem with that was they were the they try, they rushed to be the first in the market. Mm. And in certain industries, that really works. Yes, right. You have to remember that before the Sega Saturn, you had console releases were staggered, like the NES came out, and then two or three years later, or rather, the NES was released in the West after it had been released in Japan for like five or six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long yeah. while. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the Famicom, right? Mm. Yes, so that's then, right, yeah. So then the, the, the NES came out over here, 84, 85, 86. I was going to say 92 for some reason. 1988, the Master System comes out. It's the same sort of level of technology. Yeah, that's Is right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, the Master Same level of technology, but it was years later. And then... And then uh, there was grumblings about Nintendo making a new console. So Sega went, brilliant, we'll release a new console that's going to be a 16-bit rather than 8-bit yeah. microprocessor. So they released the Mega Drive in 1991. Yes. Right? So then there's this long... The, then there's a, a couple of years and then the SNES, SNES comes out. Yeah, but yeah. then they weren't developed alongside of each other. There was no rush to get to market. Then there was this long period of the SNES is all right, we don't need to do anything to it. Mm. But then Sega are going, oh, actually... We could have had this and this and this, and they start trying to sneak things out yeah. and try to make their console better by releasing add-ons. And the SNES is just sitting there, just going, "No, it's fine, it's fine." Meanwhile, um, Nintendo, meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> Nintendo and Sony were working together on what eventually came the PlayStation. Uh-huh. What was it called originally? Um, it was going to be the PSX. PSX, that was comes it. From. Yeah, um, but it was originally going to be an add-on to the SNES. So yeah, oh, right, yeah. But eventually, uh, so what happened was. Um, it's kind of like a double decker thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, what what actually happened was, and I got this from the Arcade Attack podcast again. Um, Nintendo said to Sony, who had been in the CD business since CDs were a, originally eighties, oh, yeah. so CDs were like the compact disc was invented by Philips, and then Sony jumped in and went, "Brilliant! We'll also help you work on it and stuff." So they've been in the CD business, in the optical drive business, since oh, the beginning. They know the stuff, right? basically. And then Nintendo turned to them and went. We don't think you have the expertise to make a CD drive that will work with our SNES. So we're just going to leave it for now, thanks. So Sony took all of their research that they'd done and all of their prototypes and went, might as well release it as a thing. So they yeah. made tweaks to it and released it as a PlayStation. I, I must admit, at the time, when a PlayStation came out, I thought, oh, this is this is, this is strange. Because like, obviously before that time... We only knew of Sega and Nintendo, mm-hmm. and obviously the, the new boys come on, and you're thinking, "Oh, this is this looks a bit you weird." So I trust this. You see, Sony but, you think electronics like CD players and mm-hmm. hi-fi's and a few little TVs, and they had a, a thingy, didn't they? What was it called? It was something similar to the yeah. But, no, but, they they invented the Betamax. Yeah, yeah they did the Betamax. Yeah, technically superior to VHS. Yeah, but failed miserably because yeah. of reasons, but. You see, the thing is, right? You think that you think, oh yeah, but they're really good at CD players and they're really good at sound systems. They're really well, they're good, good at TVs. electronics and systems yeah. and stuff. But of course, that would make them fantastic at making consoles because a console is just all of those things in one box. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, so so this this thing with Nintendo and 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 Sony was really well publicized and everybody knew about. Oh my god, you know they're making a new console. So Sega kind of went, oh right, we'd better release something. Mm. Really quickly. And at that time in Sega's um, lifespan, you had Sega of Japan and Sega of America, and they weren't communicating with each other. Mm. They weren't communicating well with each other. Sega of Japan would invent the hardware, ship it to America, and, or was it the other road? Yeah, anyway. One side would would make a bunch of hardware and ship it over, send no documentation of how to use it or program it. And then the others had to just like kind of make stuff up for it, mm. which was no good. You know, you, you've got a company where two, the left hand and the right hand don't know what each other's doing. So then, so what happened was Sun, uh, Sega started designing the Sega Saturn. Sega of Japan started designing the Saturn to be uh, released in a Japanese market. It's going to be because at the time, 2D RPGs were massive. Oh yeah. If we can make a machine that just does 2D RPGs, Will be golden was was the idea, and so they did that. And then America, uh, Sega of America went, but what about all these three D fighting games that you've released in the in the? Oh right, yeah, we better spend some time trying to figure that. Out. <laughs> so then they rushed that to market in an unfinished state, 
and went, look, our console is the first on the market to use CDs, the first on the market that could do 3D stuff. Isn't it fantastic? And then that gave Sony a moment to step back and go, right, what doesn't it do that ours can do? Let's do that. Mm. Yeah. What doesn't it do that ours can do? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the same thing that happened with the Dreamcast was it was rushed to market, get out as quickly as possible. Mm. And then and then Sony took a step back and went, Right, what does the Dreamcast do that ours doesn't? And what do what can we do? Well that's why that's why the PlayStation two shipped with the ability to play DVDs. Mm, yeah, that was a because I, I, did, that didn't was... the I, Well maybe maybe you're right, maybe it didn't then. I was thinking that the PlayStation One actually could play DVDs. But no, it's it's not not true, you can play music discs. Yeah, that's you right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah when, can, when you put yeah. it up, when, it, when you didn't have a disc and all the lid was open, you had a choice between CD player and memory card. Yeah, that's right. When you got a CD player, depending on what version of the PSX or PS1 you had, you either had the nice blue background or the really colourful green, yellow, orange, and all the rest of it background, which looked mm. really weird. So yeah, oh, like, sorry, the grey background, yeah. and then the really colourful black background. Yeah. But all all this is doing, all you're making me do, the program is making me feel. Nostalgic? Very nostalgic for what I consider um, consoles for the connoisseur. Yeah, so yeah. the Dreamcast, it, it had a lot of hardware behind it, but it was rushed and it wasn't... I don't know the story behind it, but it wasn't that really that popular. Now there was the Saturn, but... It was, just, it was exactly the same reason. Mm. Sega announced it the day that they shipped them. And none of the none of the stores had a chance to order any, mm. and none of the third party companies had a chance to make any games for it. So pe- people playing games these days, if you think that playing DVDs, blue, playing Blu-rays, even you know, streaming Netflix, listening to Spotify while you're playing Twitch. games, Twitch, you know, you can stream on Twitch from your console if you've got the internet connection. Don't get me started. Um, mm-hmm. If you can do all that as standard, back in the day, you either have to get a different console for a specific thing. Or you had to get an add-on, which cost most of the time more than the console, hmm. and it was so blocky that if you put it on the console and tapped it slightly, I mean, along the similar veins of um, cartridge tilting for the N64. Have you ever done that on Gold Knights? Hilarious! I'll link to some fantastic yeah. videos there. Just, really. just Natalia breakdancing. So I've got to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you tapped it slightly, if you went a bit too far, because most of the time it was either a disc or a, like a cartridge thing you put in, you could break some pins and then knacker it. And that you're talking, you may you may pay at the time like maybe up to two hundred pound for an add-on for one game, whereas now you just get an update mm-hmm. and maybe a peripheral that you you sync up and that's it. Anyway, so going so, back to the original point, yeah, just just real quick. So mm-hmm. to go back to what uh, Chief was saying about he thought that they could play DVDs, you could buy unofficial aftermarket um, expansion slot add-ons. You plug it in the back and it would allow you to play a VCD. Oh, yeah, 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 back in the day, VCDs. So, for people who don't know what VCDs were, um, VCDs... You're so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so VCDs, yeah, exactly. It was a way of putting an entire film onto one or two uh, CDs. So Um, you had to change the the disc off and switch it over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Switch it over. And they were... um, So a DVD, right, I'll I'll explain the other... um, a resolution in a second, right? So the DVD had a resolution of uh, 720 by 480. Which is where 720 yep. in the... 720p, 720 icons from. Mm. Um, so that, yeah, you, you were... So for the people who are listening, I've just passed my phone over to uh, Chief with a video of some N64 GoldenEye cartridge tilting mm. so that he can see oh. what cartridge tilting is. You, you put um, the Gedan music to it. Gedan! Yeah. So what this is, um, uh, Chief is when you're playing the game, you can literally grab the cartridge and tilt it ever so slightly out, and you can see that the character model is going mad. So you tilt it forward? No, you tilt it sideways to remove some of the contacts out of the... So the idea is that um, by moving it slightly, yes. all of the processing like time is being... is Sorry, the animation is being streamed from the cartridge, so because the cartridge comes out slightly, it can't get the, the animation correctly. Yes. So it just starts to try and fill in some of the keyframes where it can. And so arms and legs go everywhere. And Why would you want to do this? Because it's funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although you could break a game doing it, but if yeah. you did it ever so slightly, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I see. So whilst uh, whilst Chief's having a look at this video, so he can get his head, his head around how... Yeah, so uh, you were going about VCDs, works. which is really quickly. Yeah, so you mentioned about... Aftermarket like modifications you could plug in the back, especially yeah. for the Saturn. You had, um, a, to be honest, I don't know the difference between these two models of the Saturn. I don't know the difference between them. Yes. 
I'll be perfectly honest. I know I had the model where it didn't say Sega on the front and it was nice buttons instead of... the Because the, I've seen a version 1 and it's... I, I wouldn't have had the version 1. It doesn't look that nice, even though it's like just mm-hmm. personal preference. But the cartridge, the, the slot at the back of the Saturn, you could buy an additional memory card because the Saturn had onboard uh, memory where you could save games to. Mm-hmm. And you could have an additional memory card in the back. Now, for the life of me, I don't know how big the memory card was. It couldn't. It couldn't have been that big because the PS2 introduced eight megabyte memory cards. Yes, and you could store a lot on that. So it must have been maybe four or two because the saves weren't that big, were they, back in the day? Um, yeah, like um, so. so no, the, the, the only exception to that is if you ever played Diablo on the PS1, it took up an entire memory card, but one save file. I want to say it would have been somewhere around because um, the original PlayStation memory cards were a megabyte. Yeah. I want to say that the that? first set were, would probably be about 512k, maybe a couple of megabytes. I'm not sure. Mm. I got I, I have the number two megabytes in my head, and that's probably because Sega wanted to go, look, you only get a one megabyte card. You know, you can imagine that being the argument. You only get a one megabyte save uh, cartridge for your PlayStation, so why don't why don't we give you a two megabyte? That makes but, but the ones for the Saturn, they looked like... VHSs, they were massive, yeah, they were, weren't they? They, they, yeah, they, they kind of looked like a, a, a... Well, they were a cartridge. It looked like an actual like, mm. game cartridge, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, with the... Um, just going quickly back to VCD. So a DVD has a resolution of 720 by 480. That means it has 720 pixels across, 480 pixels from top to bottom. Um and that's where we where you get the phrase 720i, 720p from. That's interlaced or progressive. Um, there's, so interlaced is each each odd numbered line of the screen is stored in one frame, and each even numbered is stored on another. So then they are interlaced together to make the full picture. Mm. And progressive is a series of images are flashed. So which one's and better? All of the, there is no better. Oh. That's why the two standards exist. Oh, right. So one, no form was better. One is better at certain things, and the other is better at other different things. Like big screens, projectors, I can't. Well, it's in the source material. So if, oh. it's a, if, it's, if it's a standard shot with not much happening, then perhaps interlaced is better. A lot of action going on yeah. for Chris. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't know that much well, about video it's, standards, it's, but that's kind of yeah. how it works. Sorry, I, I thought I'd walked into a... A TV sales room, then. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so what we do is, we have an episode where the guy comes in, knocks on the door, goes into the apartment, there's your episode. Right, okay. So, yeah, so DVDs were 72480. It was 72576 for the US, I believe. Mm. Um, mm. But VCDs were usually up to around 32240, so it was about half the visual fidelity of it. Of, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you. Yeah. So... so Fairly low quality video yeah. then, basically. Yeah, but you could fit an entire film on two discs. And yeah. a DVD, yeah. if we're talking single layers, like 4.0 gig in it. Yep. And a VCD, which is normal disc, would be the maximum you get is 350 megs. Am I getting this right? Mm, yeah, it's that's been a while, right. Yeah, isn't it? The CD-ROM is 750 megabytes. So yeah. 750 megabytes. So what they'd do is they'd lower the quality, but they'd flip it over two. Mm-hmm. So you could get a full movie on two discs yeah. instead of an expensive DVD at the time because yeah. they were expensive. Yeah, this was 1996-97 when DVD was a brand new technology. Yeah. yeah so, you know, that was quite... I, I kept thinking music discs there in the 80s, aren't they? I, I yeah. remember when people said DVDs were going to be unbreakable. I, I, no, I was that Blu-rays, but they, they said, oh, no, you can who, do whatever you like to it. No, who, the, the people who actually said that was Sony when they said the PSP is an unbreakable fortress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, then, and then two days later, somebody had hacked one. Yes, it's not good. I'll tell you something. I remember back, from back <laughs> in the day, I, I remember, I remember, I remember this. Do you remember when we were in secondary school? And I mean, I remember part of it. Yeah, I part of it. <laughs> but it was a specific year where everyone... Oh, that had... Tuesday, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, yeah. Tuesday, that Tuesday, no, it was a Wednesday. Was it a Wednesday? Back or... in the days, a Wednesday, obviously. All right, fair enough. You know, and it was, if, it was the year before, everyone was getting BMXs for Christmas. And they were, they, were, they were going around about how much they got for Christmas. And then the next year, it was, did you get a DVD play? Mm. Yeah. Did you get a DVD play? Like, did you get a DVD play? <laughs> Or did you Excuse get? Me. I didn't get a DVD. I ain't got any DVDs. Why would I want one? And that was back when they were ludicrously expensive. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And they were brag about it. And now you can pick one up dead cheap, dead cheap. <laughs> um, yeah. But going back, Sam. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so quick question. You, you probably might know this more than me because I don't know because you've you've listened to like the the thing of uh, the arcade attack boys hype. Um, 
of um, like the background, whatever background information. The, the the invention of putting games on discs allowed to have CD quality audio, mm-hmm. which certain Saturn games were looking at Sonic R here. If you stuck it into a stereo and you skip the first track, you could list all the music tracks. Mm-hmm. And if you put Burning Rangers, I get back to Chief, you're in for a treat. If you put that into a PC, you got a, you got a lot of wallpapers from, mm-hmm. which I don't have any more. But I still got the disc. What, do we know what the first game was with CD quality audio on it? Oh goodness, that would have. I, mean, I, I, I can't remember which console had it because it was it was either the, the PlayStation or the Saturn, but one of them had it. I don't know off the top of my head, but mm. it would have been something around ninety. Uh, I would. I want to say that Sonic CD had the the soundtrack as CD mm. audio, so it's called Redbook. Redbook audio is the standard for is how is the description for how CD audio is how audio is encoded onto CD so that a CD yeah. player can play it. Um, but yeah, I want to say that it's that it, that it would have been ninety four, ninety five, maybe Sega uh, Sonic CD, maybe something for the PCI. I'm I was just wondering because sure, it sure. it makes sense if you had like a Sonic game. Um, with like CD quality audio because the Sonic game itself because it was on, on the cartridges wasn't that big mm-hmm. so you could put the game on there or like a collection and then you could fill up like three quarters of the disc with just really high quality audio which it was high quality at the time was it lossless? wasn't was it? well I mean it's it's CD audio so yeah it's yeah yeah sorry yeah but... that's that's with the invention of putting music on phones and stuff and different yeah. anyway um, so, yeah I was I was just wondering because um I, I never actually found that out, which mm-hmm. which game was the first one. It kind of makes sense if it's a Sonic collection. So it's a very it's, small game. Well, it, it makes well, I don't yeah. know if it is, but it makes sense. Yeah, and and it yeah. kind of... It was also a copy protection mechanism. It was a selling point, definitely. This is the CD quality audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy protection. Like, uh, like consumer-grade CD burners could do data or audio at mm. the time. Yeah. So if you have a mixture, yeah. you can't do both. You can't burn a copy of a game that is data and audio. But we're talking 94, 95 here. We're not talking... Oh, back in the day where if you did have a CD burner, it cost you hundreds of pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was definitely back in the day. Yeah. We, we, we were very late to that, and we got it, and we, we never used it. Mm-hmm. It does CD burn it. Does it play DVDs? Yeah, give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back in the day where I had a, a PC that could barely play a DVD. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've got a, <laughs> uh, I've got a Blu-ray drive in my computer, and I've I've mentioned this a few times in like development channels and stuff. So people who know about me as a developer will know that I've talked about how I built my computer back in two thousand nine, two thousand and ten, mm. and I think I got not the first, but one of the first commercially available Blu-ray drives mm. available, and I think I've used it twice. Mm. Well, I mean, I've, I've got I've got one in my gaming laptop, but the thing yeah. is, I I I'm very lazy. I don't have any software to run Blu-rays. Mm. Uh, Even for discs, you know, we're in, we're in a post-optical media world. I think mm. you know, you look at um, the latest Apple hardware for the past five or six years, because latest for Apple means for the past five or six years, because they don't tend to upgrade the actual hardware. Um, there are no optical drives on them because mm. why? You don't you yeah. don't use them anymore, do you? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, obviously, from my point of view, I I, I like physical. I like physical media, mm. but the, the, it's, it's, it's not it's, it's not available anymore. It's storage, is it? isn't it? It's yeah, storage. it's storage. I've, I've, I've yeah. got a CD wallet in my other room. Of yeah, it's games just full back of in the day. stuff, isn't it? Be- before I found Steam in two thousand eight, I've got a yeah. massive wallet just full of them, mm. and it takes time to install. If there's any patches, you've got to manually do it. Steam just goes, oh, they are, they're all for you. Yeah, you know, which made it easy. Um, so, going screaming back to all the, the plot. way back to the same back, back to the plot. Yeah. Um, don't forget, we've also got to do a what have you been playing? This, this oh yeah, should we do that first? I'll, let's, I'll, let's do some Sega Saturn stuff. Should, no, should we save that? I I, I kind of want to save it because I'm going to nerd out on it big time, and I'd rather build up to it. Okay, yeah, if you want. So do what? Come back in part two. Because uh, uh, yeah, but, but it's, it's what, what's the game called that uh, uh, Squidgy wishes to d- discuss here? Bernie Ridges. Uh, I mean, I've I never was, heard of it. I was really close to breaking out into song. Then anyone that's played it will understand why.
Wasn't that fantastic to listen to? Oh. I don't know. So I don't memories. know what, what's happened. <laughs> so many memories. <laughs> so we, we. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break from talking about the Sega Saturn and all that kind of stuff. Talk about the games that we have been playing, which will sound a bit weird because we're recording this the end, the kind of middle of May. We already have a few episodes recorded and ready, so we may end up referring back to those, which will come out after this one. Wow. It's some yeah. Matrix-style stuff, though. This is some next-level next Quentin Tarantino yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We are the Quentin Tarantino podcast. Don't no, worry, this is no, just... No, we're not. Sorry. No. It's basically a ploy from the Waffling Brothers to make you listen to all the podcasts. Taylor's? Hang on. That's just going to be the Waffling that's Brothers. Right. Waffling Brothers, Waffling Tellers, I'm fine with either. <laughs> but I think, I think your, your downfall, as the B said in episode three, I'm going to say it's episode three. I've got right? a downfall? No, episode, yeah, the episode he was on. So episode two, our downfall is that you just tried to compare our, our output with the quality of, uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I referenced back to that. I didn't even know. That's right, I referenced back to episode two. I, sorry, oh, I, I've, I've completely missed that. So, so, yeah, so at the end, of, so at the end of episode two, <laughs> yes, oh I said something like, "Go forward in time and listen to episode three. Then come back and listen to episode two. Then yeah. go to episode or something stupid like that." Yeah. And then Squidgey said, "Yeah, but like Quentin Tarantino of podcasts." And then yeah. the B said, "I think comparing your output to that of the the quality of your output to that of Quentin Tarantino is a bit." You know, well, we're not quite as smarmy, are we? So no, that, that's, that's, true, probably, yeah. that's probably true. another thing. I can't believe I inadvertently did that. We're not even, <laughs> we're not even remotely as overrated. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you'll at least want to listen to this podcast twice. I mean, I, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, at, at the very least, we can actually get our heads in the dock. Exactly right. So, yeah. what have you been playing? Should we do what have you been playing, Squidgy, or should we do what have you been playing, um, Chief? Should, because should, should I, we get Chief like, in, we've, I feel like we've been neglected we've a bit. Kind yeah. of, we've kind of bogarted this so far. Well, so since you were last on in November, it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, for, it's a big play one game. For a quick reminder, <laughs> it's now May. Chief yes. has not been on since November. What have you been playing recently? Well, very similar games. I, I, I know last time I was on, we played a bit of uh, Pillars of Eternity, mm-hmm. which so incidentally I've gone out, back so. to. Second uh, Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, I think it's out. I think it's out. As I didn't want to mention it. So, well, you're going to find out anyway. It, yeah, so, so, but yeah. So go on it, whack the difficulty up to full, and then just play the intro. Five yeah, we totally it. have a discussion about that. We'll come back to that in a minute. About difficulty levels. Yes. Yes, we'll yes. come back to that. Yes, so, definitely. So, Chief, yes. Well, 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 maybe that's a good point to start. That, like, uh, well, whilst I'm talking about political difficulty, um, um, well, it, it's a game really you need, you, you don't have to play it on a hard difficulty, but you feel, I feel that you should play games now. On at least hard. It's a it's a slight hipster thing to do, but you know I think games are too easy on normal, really. So so anyway, my point is played a bit played a bit Pillars of Eternity, and back in November I was saying how I didn't really know what I was doing, and you'll be glad to hear you still May, don't know what you're doing. Do you? I still don't really know what no, I'm doing. Not. It's, a, <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, but, had to, I had to check. I'm sorry. But the, 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 you, you go through encounters and you think, um, and a lot of time, I do win the encounters, but I'm not entirely sure how I've won or what I've done to do that. Uh, so basically, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I've gone back on the game. No mechanics, a little bit better. I've got slightly better on it, but again, I've not got. I've not. I'm basically at where I was in November. Are you Mister Beaning your way through the game? I could be. I could I'm just be. imagine him sat there, Napoleon hat on, you know, boxes with love hats on, him with his pad, just going. <laughs> right. It worked. Right. So an audio version of that will be. So. There you go. Better sound. So an audio version of that sounds nothing like he's playing a video game, okay? I don't apologise. <laughs> that, no, that's fine. I just want to point out that, that, that that's not what you meant, okay? Before we just, start getting... Just just Chief sat there mashing buttons and going, it that's worked! Well, there we go. let's be clear about that. There, there was no... Yeah, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting I'm just, I'm, just play, I'm just playing games. But anyway, the point is, um, so, so, so what have I been playing since November? Uh, I have had another little go at that, but to be honest, 
I can't... The, the, the thing that I'm really into at the moment, for some reason, is Factorio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll be brief. But there's something about that game. I thought I'll be it's, it, it, it's just, it's just magical. And you know, if anybody else likes it, you know, do talk about it more. So, so I played a bit of that anyway. But, um, but also recently been playing the new God of War. And a lot of people have said that this is the greatest game ever invented. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, which was a little surprise about, cause, cause I didn't think people were gonna, I just thought it was just another game. Uh, I, I was surprised at how the sort of games press re- reacted to it because they, they really did like it. And so, so you know, I would obviously when I got it, and I thought, oh, what's so special about it? And it, it's good, it's good, but I'm I'm not entirely sure it warrants the the greatest game of this generation stuff because obviously. You know, there's The Witcher 3 as well. <laughs> so so that, that's been played. No, um, it, it is a good game. I understand I understand why people say it because of the context of what's happened in gaming at the end of 2017, 2018 um, with the uh, with Electronic Arts and how, how they've decided to... Yeah, the correct. Yeah, to, to market their games. And instead, when a game comes across that doesn't have any of those features, like microtransactions, and just sells you a game... By itself. Uh, by itself. It's quite novel, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. novel. And, uh, but, but again, it, it's a good go. So I've, so I've had a good crack at that. And um, that was... Um, a good go. It's a yeah. national audience. That's a good go. Yeah. It didn't mean... Anyway. It, 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 it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But um, I also gave um, Kingdom Come Deliverance a crack, which was... Uh, <clears throat> which was... Uh, which was uh, Interesting. I've got to yeah. give it a go myself. I, 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 I just want to be on, on horseback as a sole first person going down yeah. the stream and have the horse keep going and me hit by a tree rolling on the ground so <laughs> boom that's so the reason I want to play as a person who has not even heard of Kingdom Come Deliverance could someone give me the 411 like it, an elevator pitch of the game what is it it's basically um, well it's, it's an open old medieval simulator and the selling point of it it's meant to be it's a revenge plot isn't it really yeah that, that, the, the yeah, plot so, Okay. The, the, yeah, the, the, it's yeah. The, I think his village gets massacred, and he he, he needs to get revenge. As it, his, your as his character is the son of a blacksmith, and your blacksmith oh. uh, the blacksmith gets killed, mm-hmm. and the son takes up arms and he's trying to find the killers. That's the the very basic premise of the game, isn't it? Yes, that's right. And it's first person, so like any Bethesda game. From like Fallout Three and Oblivion onwards, mm. and it's it's set in like medieval. Is it Europe or Britain? It's it's not. It's set in medieval Bohemia. So, uh, 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 which is I suppose it's it's the Czech, it's it is the Czech Republic. Sorry, now, okay. um, but it, it was part of uh, uh, an entity called the Holy Roman Empire back at the time, which is essentially Germany. But anyway, that, that doesn't, it's enough about the history of that. But Basically, it, it, it's, a, it's a, from a video game perspective, it, it's a sort of a Skyrim sort of simulator sort of thing. But it, it's it's significantly less polished than Skyrim, and the the and less releases at the moment. Yeah, and less releases. Well, yeah, I know. Releases. I know. Bringing up Skyrim. On the rock party, I don't, I don't know. Skyrim tea party on, on the calculator. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that I can run Skyrim on my fridge. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a version of it. Not that my fridge is particularly powerful, just that they're releasing it on Skyrim, yeah. bloody everything. I know. Well, I've got a version on my Fitbit, but I don't like playing it. It's too distracting at work. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, if there was a version of Skyrim for the standard stair lift. <laughs> The thing is, it's not even that great a game. It really is. It, 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 it's. Um, I mean, this is. The, I mean, I read the uh, on, a, on a previous podcast we were talking to G about uh, the 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 Bethesda games, and you, you, you know, and he was mentioned Fallout. How disappointed it was with that. Fallout Four, yeah, yeah, Fallout Four. Sorry. Um, I mean, it's they are bad games, but they they're just. Um, I don't know, they, they, they lack a little flavour after a while. And anyway, back, back to Kingdom Come. It's basically, it's basically do, 
what you'd expect from Skyrim, I wouldn't say it's trying to copy it, it's just that the theme, you know, the setting and stuff, lends itself to really be quite like Skyrim. Um, so it's got all these features and similar sort of mechanics. The lock picking is incredibly difficult on it. Um, and if anyone else has played it, I want you have to teach me how to do it because I just can't do it. That's what but, YouTube's for, Jim. I just can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> but anyway, the game's good and but it's a much more patient, much more slower sort of game. There's more dialogue, sort of a lot of El Noni Noni talking and sort of stuff. You know, medieval stuff. <laughs> the combat now this is this is the divisive bit. The, the combat is more it's, it's, it's more than what Skyrim offers you. But so you don't just push a button back. N- no, you, you have like sort of five different angles where you can hit from six if you include the hitting in the centre. Oh, the thrust. Yeah, the thrust. Um, so, and, and you go through this. It, 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 it's not a bad sort of simulator, but it really doesn't work when, um, when you're being attacked by more than, I suppose, two two enemy NPCs. I mean, and people will say, well, obviously, that's the nature of combat. If, you, if you're if you taking on four people and there's just one of you, you're, you're going to lose. But in a gamey way, it doesn't really translate to great gameplay. Mm. And then there was the controversy about it being really released in an unacceptable state. And it was kind of forgiven because it was a small studio. And a lot of people... We have the Bethesda argument now. It's released with tons of bugs, and we still play it, don't we? So, and people were saying, and "Well, the bugs maybe... are left in on purpose." Yeah, just, just, just to, just to annoy you. <laughs> That's a laugh. And uh, then the, 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 we, 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 we were thinking, "Well, should we forgive this company for 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 doing?" It? And that's been mostly part of the debate. I, I, I think you need to have a, a level of tolerance. Yeah, especially if games are, are rushed out, because a lot of games are rushed out. Mm. There's a, I mean, there's there's so much you can patch. But there's only so much you can forgive, really. Because mm. day one patches that are massive, you think, oh, I, I just bought this game, I'm going to install it, and I'm going to update it, so I'm going to be waiting for God knows how many hours. I think the update was um, actually about 28 gig. That's but, impressive. You know, it, it, and, and that's in not, a bad way, I might add. Well, in an annoying way. Correct. They are patching it, but again, and, and I've not gone on with the story, and from, from a non-technical point of view, I'm not entirely sure... If the story's any good either. But um it certainly hasn't gripped me as much as I thought it would do. Whereas um when I played The Witcher 3 I was a lot more impressed with that. Even though the combat on that is a bit rubbish. Uh, it's, I, I think on Witcher 3 the combat's very hectic. Yeah, yeah. It is. It, it is. It is. You, yeah. you learn to have lightning fast responses so if you're going to use your... Play them, let's call them Witcher powers. You pull, mm. you push, you set them on fire. Oh, the Witcher powers, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Witcher powers. If you're going to use them, you've either got to bind them or access them very fast yes. during combat. Because um, most of the time, you're not fighting one person; it's multiple. Mm-hmm. And if it's not one person, it's creatures you're hunting down, and mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to read up on them. So you're not told. You you, you get like information, and you've got to research. Yes, them. that's right. Yeah, yeah. As, as opposed to Skyrim, where it's oh, there's there's this person here. I'll mark it on your map. Yeah. I mean, we know Skyrim's combat isn't great, don't we? I mean, we, we, there's a lot of things to like about Skyrim. You, you know, I, I'll admit that, you know, and, and I like Skyrim, but I'm not going to buy it again. Because <laughs> it, it, it's just, I'm not, you, you know, it's just like I'm playing it for the best And it's it just like, although essentially I've bought Kingdom Come Deliverance and that is like Skyrim, but probably worse, in honesty. So- Sorry. If you weren't going to compare it to Skyrim, mm. would it stand up on its own or would it still be, you know, would this... I think if Skyrim wasn't released... <clears throat> is it, I think is it's it sort of in Skyrim's shadow a little bit? It is and it isn't, because it's not quite trying to be like Skyrim, because it, it's, it's well, unless it's historically accurate, you know, I, I, I'm not a historian of that era, I don't know if those things happened. Well, but, but I'm, I'm sure, what I mean is, I'm sure that the... The narrative, the general narrative, is, is correct. It's based on various historical events. Uh, obviously, I don't really know if this is how people actually live their lives and stuff. Um, what it was to be in medieval life at that time, but um, because it goes for like a like a really really thing without the magic and dragons and stuff, it, it feels more down to earth. So if you're up, up for that, it, it's. 
it's good because it's got like it's, it's sort of combat intensive. There's no magic or shouts or anything. So yeah, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's and the more... plots revolve around more sensible. Well, not I don't know if sensible is the right word, but more more grounded quests. Like, so you, you, in Skyrim, you might be asked to find a, 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 a I don't know, like a magical item to kill the magical. D- the, the creature. Yeah. Whether that's not going to happen in this. Well, it's this just, there's, there's a guy in a camp, go kill him. Yeah, that's it. There's bandits over there. We need getting yeah. rid of them. And, um, so it's, it's, it's it depends on your flavour, really. At, at, at the risk of sounding a bit pretentious, it's, it's more... It's got more of an organic plot. Um, it's, it's not sort of fantastical. It's more down-to-earth. Yeah. Like like that sort of progression type thing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, but again, again, you naturally compare it to Skyrim because it is the more... It is, it is the, Skyrim was the first massive map one. On yeah, it, it's, it's the closest one. It, it's, yeah. it's similar to it. But do, as, um, as it is your question of... Um, would it hold up on its own? I, I think it does. I think it does. Um... I don't know whether you'd forgive the bugs, though, because there are... I mean, this is personal preference. I, 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 I think it would have been a mistake to buy it on launch, which I did. <laughs> so, and... and so I'm fooling you, then. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I think that should be a lesson to all consumers, really, to really... Coming, but, from, but, coming from a guy who's bought consoles on launch, I can, <laughs> I can definitely say that. Yeah. It, it, G- give it a few months and then get one. But but, but from another perspective, it was nice that people supported it because it it was a smaller studio. And if they didn't release it... Was it a Kickstarter thing? It was a Kickstarter, yeah. yeah. It was a Kickstarter. Didn't they do a board game version of it? I'm not sure. I think it might have been. Don't quote me on that, but I think it might have been. I know there was a game that came out when it started off as a board game first. But but it was... The game was definitely kickstarted and it, it, it looked quite promising. And the 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 problem... Well, the studio's um, explanation, at least I think this was what they said, was that basically they had to release it earlier so that they had the sufficient revenue. They can't just carry on production for another six months because it would be too costly for them. So, so they release from, it and then patch the bugs so they can get that's to patch right. the bugs. And, and I think that, that that's probably acceptable from, from a smaller studio, but... We probably wouldn't give. To work with. Yeah, we 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 don't we don't tend to forgive Ubisoft for this, do we? I mean, well, they, they have millions of pounds, and, and we well, I suppose we Bethesda does get away with it in many ways, but it's still commented on, isn't it? That when you buy the the new Skyrim, I mean, even when they re-release it four times, it's getting worse than Mario, to be honest. Well, actually, no, the, the, no, actually, the worst one for re-releases is Capcom with Street Fighter. <laughs> Yeah, probably. How many different versions of Street Fighter are there? If you're talking oh, yeah. from the original to two, there's about eleven different versions of Street Fighter two, uh, and then they just add X Alpha, holy crap, Wibble next to it, you know, with extra mm. numbers and Greek Roman numerals and you know street signs and you know invitations to all sorts of different things. They add all that onto it, and people go, "Oh, there's an extra character." And then the, there's, there's a game of the year edition, and the, then the thirtieth year edition. Wasn't the, and, the the most recent Street Fighter got a bit of stick for having? Limited content. What was it? It was um, you had you had. I can't remember which Street Fighter it was, but you had the a certain character's story, and you had to you had like three sections of the story. You could play one section at a time, Mm. and I think please don't quote me on this, but I think you played one person's story, and then you had to play someone else's story to unlock theirs. And it wasn't just that there was DLC, but they introduced a thing where you could earn in-game currency. To buy actual game DLC, mm, mm. which I think is a good thing. Mm. Um, you know, so you don't have to splash out, mm-hmm. which is is good because you know not everyone's got the time or patience or the money to splash out, say, ten or twelve pound. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just get this as twelve quid, which means you either buy the code online from a retailer and then put it into your console, mm-hmm. or you link up a, a debit card, mm-hmm. or you, you actually physically go to a shop and buy a code, then mm-hmm. go home, then put the code in, then download it. It takes time. Mm-hmm. If you could just play the game and unlock it in the game and just have it there, it's a lot better. Back in, well, this brings us full circle, doesn't it? I suppose, um, you know, like game, like game God of War does. You know, you play the game, <laughs> you get the added content that you unlock naturally from playing the game rather than having God to, of War to, to, or from from what a few of my friends have called it the uh, uh, Dad Disappointment Simulator. It, well, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's, well, there's a lot of in, in the game. Kratos has got a son. 
and mm. you sort of yeah. and he starts off and he's, tip, he's, he's a typical kid you know he can't do stuff very well and Kratos is very harsh on him mm. and through the progression of the game the kid I can't remember his name what's his name I think it's Atreus I think it's Atreus, Atreus yeah. he gets better but all the way through Kratos isn't really the most supportive so he's always yelling at him, you need to do it this way, you need to do it that way. He, he, he's just unnecessarily straight. He's yeah. just basically, there's a bit at the beginning where, where, where he, he, you know, you know, Atreus says, you know, he wants to go on this journey with him, uh, uh, to, I think it's, something to do with the Mother of Ashes, although I've never seen him pick that up. Maybe he does. Anyway, anyway. Uh, ignore that bit. Uh, the, the, the basically, he, he, Atreus wants to go on this journey, and then uh, Kratos sort of repeats a few times, "You're not ready." Without he, he, he doesn't bother explaining why. He just, he just says, says, "You're not ready." Or you're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready. And he, he isn't sort of unnecessarily harsh on him. I feel, but um, I think that fits to well, Kratos' character quite well. In that sort of story, in you know that sort of environment, you'd need to get good fast. Because mm. you're talking massive battles. Yes. You know, so you need to pick up skills fast, or at least have enough time where Kratos is covering you so you yeah. could develop those skills, but it'd have to be at an accelerated rate, or it, you'd die. It is basically. a really good game, though. What, what, what is different about it is that you get you die quite quickly, and, and I was surprised at how difficult <laughs> the game was. Well, yeah, um, you whack everything up to hard. Well, yeah, nice, I did. Don't you, well, because I, I do, and I like having things on hard. Because, and the reason for this is that. I feel that you you don't you I don't like to race through a game. You want the challenge. I I, I want to. I feel if you play the game on an easy level, you know what's going to happen. And the, so the second times when you play it on a harder level, well, you've not got that initial surprise of oh, I, you know, this is this is the game. This first time I've seen it because if you play the game second time through a hard, but it's still not. Mm. You know what's going to happen, yeah. don't you? So you can prep for that. So I think it's nice. And if you don't want to really race through the game, I, 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 obviously the, the point, the, the problem with that is I never finish any of the games. But <laughs> but it's nice to have the challenge, and um, and then you and then and then you maybe can't do it for the time. Then you come back to it. You don't need to finish the game in a day mm. or, or or two days. Especially now, video games um, stores won't let you take games back anymore. That was a golden age. When you basically finished the game and said, <laughs> uh, "Can I exchange this under the fourteen taker?" <laughs> and then that's uh, yeah, sure. It's a suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, things about Chiefs past makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't do that. After a while, it was just you only just played like, a game for four days and they traded it for a new one. Duh. And then there's the times when you traded in all your old games for five p. Yes. Well, that was worth it, wasn't it? We're not going to get into that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got quite a bit of memories about that. Anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So that's the end of part one of our discussion with um, Chief about all sorts of stuff. Come back next time for part two. Check out the show notes. Definitely, if you're in your pod chaser, click on the on the notes for this episode and then press the click here uh, there'll be a, there'll be a button there uh, for full show notes or head over to waffledetailers.rocks and look for the episode um, and check that out we've got loads of description of the games we've talked about and the things that we've like links to the videos and stuff we've talked about we'll have probably been talking about um, the cartridge tilting wasn't it yeah so I'll put the link to the video yeah there. no idea what I'll break dancing yeah. characters yeah exactly right so we'll put that in there um, and yeah check, check out the website um, if you haven't already subscribed like and subscribe on whatever format that you're listening to this podcast on so we're on iTunes we're on Stitcher Spotify. yeah we're on iTunes Stitcher Spotify Podchaser Pocket Casts and a whole bunch of others. Um, on the on our website uh, at waffletailers.rocks uh, slash our hyphen podcast, there'll be a button for each of the formats where you can subscribe to our podcast. Although, how you're listening to this without subscribing, I'm not sure. But there you go. You can also listen to the episode on the page with the show notes and follow along as you're listening. You I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to interrupt you there, but I have done anyway. But um, I was wondering if you could, uh, would, that people will be able to get in touch with us on MySpace. Is that is that still a thing? Should I set up a MySpace? <laughs> Actually, no, right? Right. So for all the people that used to know us when it was back in the day, five months ago, 
I've got a MySpace no, page. So, so when you do that, look for our profile page on Friends Reunited. What we'll do, what we'll do is we'll put it to Twitter, right? <laughs> if you are listening to this episode, send us a tweet at Waffling Tailors with the hashtag either the hashtag Give me a MySpace page or what the hell is MySpace? And we'll count the number of uh, number of and search for us on Ask Jeeves as well if you want yes. to do that. <laughs> and we'll and if we get enough votes <laughs> if we get enough votes for a MySpace page, I will go through the process of creating one for us. How does that sound? Yeah. So yes, like and subscribe, tell your friends, have a look at the website, send us a tweet, let us know. Or go to we've got a Facebook as well, so let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Um, whether you want us to do a MySpace page or not. And then remember to join us for part two. So we will see you then. Uh... Oh, bye. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GK. Spider Break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. See the show notes for more details.